0: Thank you, and may the Lord bless you today. This is your speaker, Billy Joe Gentry, on the Living Word Broadcast. Spire heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with our soldiers and our families, wherever they are in the world. We ask you to be with our sick and shut-ins, those that need a lift from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Those happen to make this time possible, are McQueen Funeral Home, Wheaton, Missouri, Foreign Funeral Home, Castle, Charles and Leona Goswick, and the Living Word Mission Church, right here in Simcoe. It's good to be back with you on the air. And We hope that you'll be listening today. We're going to start a new series in our Bible lesson, uh, uh, the book of Romans. You might want to call a friend and let them know. All right, we're going to get started.
1: Gather round at the altar Thomas Bible to guide them on their
2: All his glory to fulfill the master's plan. He won't try to make his workings suit the finer taste
1: of man. I walked into the church, the service soon to start. Its reverence and its beauty was a master's work of art. Each stone had been transported from a far and distant place, a temple built for worship to suit man's finer taste. As I slowly made my journey from the hallway to my seat, I couldn't help but notice the rug beneath my feet. Its decor and its texture was the finest in the land just another contribution to the finer taste of man.
2: When he comes in all his glory to fulfill the master's plan, he won't try to make his workings suit the finer taste of man.
1: As some were being seated, the multitude in part, I looked for just a moment at the many works of art, the stories in the Bible in masterful design, artistic works of splendor to please the highest mind, a palace built for worship by society at best, and no one dared to enter without the finest dress. And sometimes the scripture twisted and hard to understand because they try to make the sermon suit the finer taste of man.
2: When he comes in all his glory to fulfill the master's plan, he won't try to make his workings suit the finer taste of man.
0: All right, there you have it. And we hope you enjoyed those numbers that was requested. And I hope that you enjoyed all that Porter did for us there. Here's Charles Goswick. One
3: of these days without warning, it might be early in the morning. Jesus will come again, and time will be no more. With a sound like rolling thunder, our graves are asunder, and the dead in Christ will rise to meet the Lord. Jesus is coming, my brother, tell your family, friends, and neighbors, Jesus is coming again some great day. And when we meet Him by and by, then He'll take us to our home on high. Are you ready for the judgment day? When my earthly life is over, and into my grave I'm lowered, well, I'll take with me a Savior that I know. He'll be with me to the end, yes, He's a great, wonderful friend. His blood, He has sealed my soul. Jesus is coming, my brother, tell your family, friends, and neighbors, Jesus is coming again some great day. And when we meet Him by and by, then He'll take us to our home on high. Are you ready for the judgment day? No, there won't be any sinners there Come right now and by Jesus you'll be saved And when this world's not any longer And you're carried up all over yonder Then you'll be ready for the judgment day Jesus is coming, my brother Day, your family, friends, and neighbors, Jesus is coming again some great day. And when we meet Him, by and by, then He'll take us to a home on high. Are you ready for the Judgment Day? Are you ready for?
0: There you have Charlie Goswick here on the Living Word Broadcast, and I hope you're enjoying the broadcast today. We invite you to our services here at Simcoe, uh, Living Word Mission Church. Our Sunday school starts at 10, and worship hour at 1030. And Sunday evening is at 6 o'clock. You just come uh, right on up to or two miles east of Longview on Highway 76, right here in Simcoe, Living Word Mission. We'd love to have you in our services today. Those helping make this time possible is McQueen Funeral Home, Wheaton, reserve Foreign Funeral Home, castle Charles, Neil, and Goswick, and the Living Word Mission Church right here in Simcoe. All right, here's the Jones family.
2: When I am here, you are the new life. will be sanctified with content, no more trouble or striding. Come in, your heart to change, we'll all be unbounded. Show me the right road you be going. You keep the song within you, it will make you shout, shout sing, and when we get up to heaven, he we will welcome us. Let the glory praise God forever. We are going there. I'm hating heading for heaven I'm, I'm riding the I'm walking the straight and narrow to The bright lights shine. It's just a babble. (laughs) we <laughs>
0: you're enjoying the broadcast today, our Bible lesson is going to take us to the book of Romans, and it's been an, quite a while since I've did a series on the book of Romans, so we're going to get into it today. The theme of this is the gospel of God, and of course the epistle of the Romans was written at Corinth during Apostle Paul's third visit to that city. It's rightly placed first among the epistles because it is the most uh, complete exposition in the New Testament of the, of the central truths of Christianity. Now, I want to say that the epistles had its occasion and the great doctrine of grace that has been revealed to us. And he says the theme of the epistle, of course, is that great gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, chapter 1, verse 1, says, Paul says, "...a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated under the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, Who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Now, as we go into this, we're going to listen to the Apostle John for just a little bit when he says that whatsoever is born of God doth not sin. It is the Holy Spirit that comes into the heart of a person when they put their belief in Jesus Christ. And Paul says here that and declare to be the Son of God with power according to the great Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. When we get into the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's when we get into the power, the power of the Holy Spirit, that that raises up, that that gives us what we need to to sustain us in this life. Jesus said in the book of St. John, chapter 14, I'll send you another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And you know, as it comes, it empowers our lives by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good news. Then he says in verse 5, By whom we have received grace and apostleship, for obedience to the faith among all the nations, for Jesus' name's sake. Today we live our lives and we preach the gospel, for the power of the gospel is what saves the soul. And as we look into this epistle, we're going to see that uh, it may be divided as follows. uh, The introduction and theme. And it says, then, the whole world is guilty before God, justification by faith in Christ. We're going to get into reconciliation in this teachings. And, you know, the ministry of reconciliation, one of the great ministries of the world. And it's a time that Jesus teaches us to be reconciled to him. When to get our sins taken away, we must be reconciled to him. He says, also, among whom we uh, are ye also the called of Christ. In the 15th chapter of St. John, verse, I believe, 16, are along there. Yes, Jesus said, you have not called me, but I have, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And we are chosen by Jesus Christ to be his servants. And you know, there's a great joy in being a servant of the Lord, and as I study here about the Apostle Paul, it just brings great joy to me. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Well, the word saint always refers to a sanctified person one is set apart by God for his possession and service. When we compare the related Greek words, uh, we find that it is rendered saints and, and security, respectively. This, this uh, aspect of Christian sanctification is, is personally uh, uh, given by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to believers. And believers are called saints. You say, I have no right to be called a saint. Sure you do. If you are a Christian, you're set apart by Jesus Christ, my friend, you have a right to be called a Christian. You have a right to be called a saint of God. You know, Paul says, Know you not, the saints shall judge the world. And when we get into this, we think that, you know, the gospel of God through Jesus Christ to the saving of the soul is that that gives us eternal life in heaven. Now, verse 8, he says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I think it's so great that the Gospel of the United States is spoken of throughout the world, but you know there needs to be an obedience to the gospel it 's one thing to hear the gospel it 's one thing to believe, but it 's something else to obey and I see so much disobedience today in the Christian world it gives gives me chills up and down my spine when I see so much disobedience. You know we must have a, a, we must be obedient to the heavenly calling. And God has spoken to our hearts, and he's speaking to yours probably right now. If he's speaking to your heart over this radio uh, station, I hope that he will have you to know that he wants you to be a servant and a witness for him. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. I think this is so beautifully said. Paul said to the Romans, I make mention of you in my prayers. You know, we're told to pray one for another. I think in America, if we would spend more time praying than gossiping, it might help us a little bit more. I think we find a little bit too much of that going on. And if we could turn our lives around and do more praying for our nation, for those who are in authority, the Bible tells us to pray for those that are in authority. You say, well, it won't listen. We, you don't know that. I don't know that. We know that the Holy Spirit can can reconcile uh, people to him, and he's going to. Paul said, For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end that you may be established. I think today it's time that Christians use their spiritual gift in their churches, in their communities, in their homes, wherever they come in contact with folks. We need to use our spiritual gift. Paul says in verse 12, That is that I may uh, comfort together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. I love that, you know, mutual faith. Hebrews 11 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I want to tell you, my friend, when your faith is exercising, be like James. He said, show me faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Faith is a very, very important thing, but it must be an, it must be mixed with the gospel to work. You cannot go to heaven by faith alone. I've heard folks say, well, my faith will carry me to heaven. Well, if it's properly placed, yes. If not, no. There's some different kinds of faith. While we're talking about faith, let's talk about working faith. When Jesus Christ saves us, he saves us to work for him, to be a witness, to come out from among the world. And there is also dead faith. Uh, You know, dead faith doesn't do anything. And then there is a faith that is not in Jesus Christ. And any faith that's not exercised in Jesus Christ will not ensure eternal life. I'm going to jump ahead in Romans just for a verse here. He says in Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love that. You know, it's our faith mixed with the gospel that reaches out to others. Verse 12, he said, That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that he says, Often uh, times I purposed to come unto you, but was prevented... Thus far, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles, he wants the Gentile to know them. He says in the sixteenth verse, we're going to get to that in a moment, but he also says in the sixteenth verse, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I think today we need to realize that we can be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to step forward. And when we step forward for Jesus Christ, He's going to stand by us. We need to bear fruits. When we look in the 15th chapter of St. John, He talks about it. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. We're to bear the fruit. You say, well, what about Jesus? No, He doesn't bear the fruit. We do. He's the true vine, and we're grafted in there. And as we're grafted in that true vine, we are to bear the fruits. The fruits of the Spirit, which is love. It's gentle. It It is the things that bring the joy to our lives when we bear the fruit of the Spirit. We'll not get in to all of that. That's a different subject. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. My friend, today, whosoever believeth on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And I think it's time that our country return to our values and our true beliefs, that God will touch us and he will give us what we need. Verse 17, he says, For it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, The just shall live by faith. Isn't it wonderful? We live by faith. We live day by day. This, this walk with Jesus Christ is a daily walk, one day at a time. And as we walk it one day at a time, our experiences help us to be better witnesses. I think of Acts 1 and 8, and he said, You shall be witnesses after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We need an outpouring and a revival of the Holy Spirit in America. And, my friend, that will help us to get back where we need to be. Folks talk about getting back to our spiritual values. Let me tell you, there's only one way there, and that's through Jesus Christ. Well, he says in verse 21, these are the stages of the Gentile world of unbelief. He says, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Today we have a lot of darkened hearts and a lot of darkened minds. We need minds enlightened by Jesus Christ. In fact, he's the light of the world. That's what he says in John 1. He said, I am the light of the world. And as he's the light of the world, he comes into the heart. He lightens the life. And, you know, he shows us that that is right and that that is wrong. And when we come to reconciliation, when we reconcile our lives to him, that that's wrong, we need to bring back to him and reconcile and ask him to give us wisdom to understand it and to go with it. Then he says in verse 22, these Gentiles professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. And change the glory of, in, of an incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Let me say to you, an idol God is a dead God. A dead God has no power. It can't reach anything. It has arms it can't reach. It has mouth it can't speak. and Eyes it can't see. Listen, Christians, we're not serving a dead God. We're serving a living God. He's alive today. And if you're saved, he's alive in your heart. And he wants to do that which is really good. Now we look at the results of the Gentile world of unbelief, where he says in verse 24 Wherefore God also gave up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. You know, this is what needs to be. We need to worship the Creator. He's the Lord, and He's the God of our lives. And when we get our eyes open and our hearts are lightened and it's not dark, a dark heart, my friend, can't see where you're going. We need to get our hearts and our lives ready to meet Jesus Christ. And today, as we are going through this uh, great book, I hope that you'll follow us week by week as we go into this series. It's a great book. He tells us in here exactly Verse 27, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural, he says, the natural use of the woman. He says, burned in their lust one toward another, men and after men, working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir, which was not fitting. You know what God created us to be? To bring children into the world, and to be parents and to grandparents, and to lead our children in the right way. And so today may I ask you, To lead Jesus Christ, let him lighten your life. Heavenly Father, come to the heart of that man, woman, boy, or girl who needs you now. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to let you know that one's helping sponsor this broadcast. It's Foreign Funeral Home, Castle McQueen Funeral Home, Wheat, Missouri. Charles and Leona Goswick and the Living Word Mission Church right here in Simcoe. Write to me. My mailing address is Billy Joe Gentry, 46 North Thor Road, T-H-O-R Road, 64861, right here in Rocky Comf, Missouri. Well, the clock on the wall says it's time to go. Until the same time next time, may God bless you, and may he come in the heart of that man, woman, boy, or girl who needs you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. and We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?